It's the Widdick Committee, young, talented, gifted, black love and politic talk. Not loving hip hop, but it's knowledge we give out. I hope that you can catch it and try to run it back without fumbling the shit we kicked off. It's not for the simple minded, more for the gifted. I give my opinions. Hope you can rebuttal the shit that I kick. If you can't, then be quiet. Take a seat and just try to soak up the wisdom we spilling. Widdick Committee, gotcha. Throw up your W's, tell us what's up with you. Then we gon' talk about it. We not those other fools. This ain't your typical hypocritical dummy news. They do that shit for views. We do this for the youth who come behind us. In the trenches, you'll find us. Giving game in the brains of the youngest to remind them of the greatness inside them. Let them know that they can become whatever they wanna be. Just look at me. I'm a young black lion. And yeah, I'm full of pride. Sitting with my lion. This product of my environment. Whether it's brown, dirt, green grass, or iron fence, or a picket fence. Don't matter. Long as you get through it with motivation, dedication, and wittiness, hard work and greediness, even the sky is limitless. You wanna know what my definition of witty is or what wit it is? That's what witty committee is. Throw up your W's, tell us what's up with you, and we gon' talk about it. Yeah, we gon' talk about it. Throw up your W's, tell us what's up with you, and Bell gon' talk about it. Anise gon' talk about it. What up, what up, what up, what up? What up, 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 what up? What's up, what's up? What's up, what's up, what's up? What's happening? It is December 11th, but that ain't even important. What's important is tomorrow. What's important is my dog birthday tomorrow. Yeah. 12, 12. Yeah, yeah. Twelve. Twelve for twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> weedy, 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 weedy. My dog finna be thirty-one. Yes, indeed. Finna enter her middle year. Yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> how, 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 yeah. Do, how do you feel right now knowing your birthday is tomorrow? <clears throat> like, what's the feeling now? Like, after the past year, what you learned and all that? Um, I feel, um, very excited. I feel very hopeful, and I feel undeniably powerful. I feel ready. I feel ready. I feel radiant. I feel receptive. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel the ability to reciprocate. Um, and I, f- I don't feel as restless as I have. Like, I'm going into 31 with the same amount of, with a renewed appreciation for myself and the way that my unit works around me. I'm going into this with a renewed appreciation for life because I was granted the ability to make it, Lord willing, to reach 31 years old. And I was fortunate to be in the company of such radiant souls and so many people who care so much about me. Um, I was fortunate to be able to be favored in such a way that God has allowed me to receive favor. Um, I am grateful for being just kept 
I am aware of how my mental health is something that I need to take it take care of as much as my physical health. So I'm going into 31 with more of an appreciation and a determination to make sure that I continue to raise, raise to, uh, rise to the occasion. Yeast that um, thing. Huh? Yeast that thing. <laughs> yeah, like I'm... Still I rise. My Angelou on a... Um, <laughs> I, I, I feel happy. I mean... So I feel joyful. Do you feel a little, do you feel differently than you did last year this time? Like, yes. Well, slightly. It's last year. Then this 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 just got a lot more potion on top of it. So it's it's the same meal, just it is literally a, it is ri- literally hit and reset to play the same game. Huh. With more info, with more material, with more levels, more a- more access. It's like I'm running through another level. Uh huh. Like this year has taught me how to be graceful throughout my ill. Mm-hmm. How to be graceful throughout my my grind. Mm-hmm. You know, I started like a I have a WordPress page. People don't know this. I have a WordPress page that I started and I have on my computer I have a file filled with things that I write and I call this the gorgeous grind phase like it is a gorgeous grind because it might not be the most beautiful but it it is gorgeous the grind can be gorgeous you know so being able to look at myself and look at the people around me and look and see how we have went through some of these things and we have gone through these things with a level of grace I go into 31 with a lot more pride and knowing that that was one of the things that I had to learn in this season on how to take my my L's with a little bit of elegance, mm. a little bit of class, you know, having to learn to stay meek in the process of dream chasing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's really what this is. This really what this is. So... I'm going forth with happiness in my life and really just a, a more refined appreciation for the need for a relationship with God and a thankfulness for Him placing the angels in my life physically and supernaturally. There are a lot of things that I have not fell victim to. And it is because of God's grace and favor on me. That is something that is unshakable. But it wasn't until this year where I was able to realize just how blessed I really am. Beyond the shadow of a doubt, 2019 has been hellish. It has been something that I have had to sacrifice a very lot for. But the W, this is the year of the W, ladies and gentlemen. Yet and still, we said this from the beginning. And even though we are reaching our final uh, we are we are coming. 2019 is coming to an end. We need you to understand that. Yes, indeed, this is still the year of the W. And going into 31, bro, like I have lost, but the W. We're going into the next round. I'm going into 31 a lot more educated with my viciousness. I'm not trigger happy right now. 
I came in trigger happy. I came in ready to shoot and ready to go with anybody who was the ops. This time, I'm going into 31 with a more sound mind and a more realistic approach to dealing with people. But please don't get it confused. Alright, so... Don't say I like that, like I just said something wrong. No, I'm, I'm taking in this 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 nice, elegant placement you just laid out here. Did I say something wrong, y'all? No, I... So, you have a feeling of what going into this is going to be from now on? <clears throat> yeah, I started out saying, <clears throat> and it's kind of going into what we want to talk about. I started out saying how when I would think about who I am or who I'm going to be in the next five years, the question, where do you see yourself in five years, has always given me some level of anxiety. Because I've always had some level of, I have no idea, I don't know what I want to do tomorrow. Mm. I can't think that far ahead. So it's always giving me some level of anxiety. Which I can argue that procrastination can be a direct result of anxiety building up. Because you prolong having to deal with something that's uncomfortable instead of just dealing with it. But that's another, you know. But... I've always had this thing, what do you see yourself in the next five years? What do you see yourself in the next five years? And it's always giving me some level of anxiety. So when I was thinking, like we was out sitting around and I was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? When I think of you, Brown, at your highest self, I'm inspired by that. Like when I think of T at her highest self, I'm inspired. I'm happy to know these people. I'm happy to be around these people. But whenever I would think about me at my highest self, I would get nervous. I would get scared. But not necessarily scared of anything, but scared of who I've become in that instance. Who am I? Like, is my highest self so unrecognizable to myself currently? And what does that mean? You know what I mean? Like, where, where does that leave me? <clears throat> so, having a conversation like that, it's like now... The anxiety isn't there anymore. It's just like, I don't know what's going to come. I don't know where God is leading us. I don't know where where I'm going. I just know that I'm ready. And I'm with it. Like, I'm, I'm with all it. Like, there's nothing else to bargain with at this point. There are no other, you know, there's nothing else that you can take from me that's going to, that's going to, nah, son. Like, I'm all in at this point. So, by any means necessary. So, lane switch then. <clears throat> um, I I think that the common pulse of a lot of people tends to be I'm uncomfortable to judge how they feel about something. Mm -hmm. What comfort actually <clears throat> is. Or how I feel in regards to where I am, what I'm doing, who I'm around. It's always a level of comfort that has to be placed around it. Right. Which it should. Right. Like, you not being comfortable is the first sign that something's probably not right. Mm -hmm. However, I think there's a drawback to 
the level of which we kind of open ourselves up to comfort. Mm-hmm. Comfort is exactly what you think it is. It is a place <clears throat> to reside. It's a place to sit. It's a place that doesn't give you any reasons to not in, like allow yourself to rest. Mm-hmm. So comfort means you can rest here. But if the, the direct cause of you resting causes you not to move anymore, then comfort is now out to your detriment. Yes. So comfort is betraying you. Yeah. So if 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 control and comfort is a faction of how we need to mandate self more than anything, if if I start to say, like I'm I'm uncomfortable with the way my life is, now it's my job to start trying to fix the elements of my life that are causing me discomfort. But once I fix those things, uh, complacency sets in mm-hmm. for most people. Because it's like, okay, I did what I said I had to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to rest right here. Mm-hmm. At that point, comfort starts. Because you've gotten from the place where you were discomforted to the place that you are not comfortable. <clears throat> so now that you've elevated yourself from where you were to where you are, you are growing comfortable in the situation that you're in at that point. Mm-hmm. So when life starts to gradually change again, you're going to start to become uncomfortable. Discomfort is going to start to show itself again because every the, the surrounding areas of you are not the same. So, I was thinking about how many different ways that we that comfort seeps itself into our everyday life. Uh-huh. Like how many different ways is sorry? How many different ways are we allowing ourselves to become comfortable? Like in a way that we don't we don't recognize we don't want to admit it's hurting. <clears throat> yeah. I think comfort is comfort in itself is a fallacy. No, it can it can become a fallacy. I think being comfortable can place us in illusions that will we will not we will connotate comfort with happiness, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily that that cut and dry. Because I've known people I've known people to be unhappy. I've known people to be uncomfortable in situations and still be happy. Mm-hmm. You know, making the best out of it, but determined to be happy. So comfort, like you could be somewhere at your, you know, at a family function and your shoe starting to make your foot hurt. You uncomfortable, but you are in a place filled of happiness. You know what I'm saying? You're mm-hmm. making the best of the situation. Mm-hmm. Comfort portrays itself to us as if it is a heavenly retreat and often it is is purgatory there's mm-hmm. nothing happening there there's no activity happening you're just resting you're doing nothing mm-hmm. you know so often we look at comfort and it's not always the the inverse of productivity you know being comfortable that doesn't mean that you're not being productive but sometimes we 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 place we misplace this word and use it as a end all as a cover word for uh, a lot of things you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. I think that when people talk about being comfortable a lot of times now people want to reprieve like a lot of us are so in so many uncomfortable areas of our life like we're unhappy at work we're unhappy with relationships we're unhappy with money we're unhappy physically we're unhappy mentally that Whatever we find comfort, we usually retreat into this place and it winds up being therapeutic. Like, well, I don't have to do nothing, but I'm not finna be 
I'm not finna be attacked here either. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. a lot of us fall into this comfort place and, and we use comfort as a word synonymous with shelter. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. in the comfort of your own home. Exactly. Yeah. Like, we personalize comfort, but when, when we think of comfort, it's really just you being, nothing ails you. Mm -hmm. Nothing is bothering you. You're resting yourself. So, comfort is not necessarily a detrimental thing. But if you are utilizing comfort and being comfortable as a therapeutic means, as a, to, co as a coping. Yeah. yeah, you've turned your comfort zone into a com a coping zone. Mm -hmm. You know, because a lot of times we cope. A, a comfortable truth for an uncomfortable truth for us is the fact that we find some of the best comp coping mechanisms, the most healthy coping mechanisms, when we are uncomfortable. Yeah, that's when you start to. I'm gonna go outside and walk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, that's when you start doing the stuff that's actually beneficial to you. But coping, like going on an all-night drink binge. Mm -hmm. You're coping, and you're comfortable with coping in this way. Mm -hmm. But this is to your detriment. Yeah. You know, what that would do to your body. So mm -hmm. it's learning to differentiate between what is co what is what are you doing out of need for comfort and what are you doing out of need for a need to cope is a distinction. And then applying the control to both of those things is where you go. So it's really three C's. Yeah. How do you construct that sentence? Coping, comfort, comfort turns into coping and coping. What's the last, what's the last? Controlling Control. the comfort in my coping. I am controlling comfort. In my coping. In my coping. Uh-huh. I'm comfortably coping. <laughs> I'm comfortably controlling my coping. Yeah. At any rate, I think this is something that we all fall in the rafters. You know, we we all fall through the cracks on this situation. It's not a black and white. It's not a in uh, a, a undeniable definition for this because some coping mechanisms and some comfort zones bleed together mm -hmm. you know but you made an interesting point about the coping zone I mean your comfort zone the comfort zone is wherever you stop mm -hmm. wherever you stop and just productivity just diminish because you get to a place where risk you don't have to gamble right here uh -huh. If you stay right here, you get a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Yeah. You ain't got to gamble with nothing. If you stay right here, you get comfortable. And you don't roll the dice again. The the, the interesting part about it is we, con we constantly try to fight exactly who we are and what we are. Yeah. In every, in every situation we enter. Mm -hmm. And we'll say, okay... We, we read this post, and the post is talking about, like, nah, you got to get outside your comfort zone. You got to you got to move. You got to do this. You got mm -hmm. to get away from yourself. Okay, that's cool. I get that. And I'm trying to effectively get out of my comfort zone. And once you break out of it and you notice the, the surroundings of yourself are different, you then stop again. Because, like, okay, I've made it from this place of transgression that I was in. I'm moving forward. I got these things moving. I can kick back and relax again. Yeah. 
And the second you call it to kick back and relax again, a week later, the same small issues that used to happen to you that they completely stopped, you see the remnants of them happening again. Yeah. Because now you've completely let go of progression at that point. Yeah, because you haven't made any edits. You haven't done any forward thinking. You haven't done any planning for the advance. You got to a, a comfortable position and stopped. Mm -hmm. You didn't make any plans. Therefore, you haven't really safeguarded yourself for anything. You have just stopped. Mm -hmm. So in that area, that's a detriment. Yeah. Comfort is a detriment because you've left yourself. Yeah, you comfortable, but you about to get your stuff bailed on in about 20 minutes because you have not created any, you haven't used any of the skills that you procured on getting through or getting to this comfort zone. You're just operating in comfort. Mm -hmm. Is that a control issue primarily? I think some people have an affinity towards Knowing exactly what's going on around them. Uh -huh. And as a result, it leaves them open to trying to control too much. So it's not the level of... Because you control comfort. You're supposed to. You push away yeah. opportunities. To control. Uh -huh. Like, you separate yourself from decision making. The decisions that force you to give up your control. Uh -huh. You see what I'm saying? Like, you have free time. You get to control what you do in your free time. Somebody can come to you with an opportunity of working four hours a day, making more money. And you will hesitate because of the, f the comfort that you have already. I get to do what I want in the evening time. I don't have to listen to nobody. I ain't got to do this. I don't, I'm not comfortable giving up this space, even though it's to my benefit, uh -huh. not my detriment. Uh -huh. So that's when I feel like people try to divest a lot. Instead of trying to own up to fact, the fact that they, they do have an element of control over stuff. You do you can control the situation. You do. You can control everything that's going wrong with you. However, you don't want to apply the necessary will behind changing it. Exactly. It gets to a point where because responsibility and owning certain things is something that people don't really want to do. So they flee from that. So in order to do that. They have to turn themselves away from literally everything that will hold them responsible. Which forces them to stay in the comfort zone. Like, we, we do have to come to terms with the fact that every, every, every critique is not negativity. And a lot of us take that so we will not move out of our comfort zone. We rebel at anything or anything that's being given to us that looks like something that we've never done before till we take things that are unfamiliar to us that might get hit and that might we might get hit with mm -hmm. and since it's unfamiliar we get anxious and we automatically start looking at it as if it is a negativity or we being attacked when often sometimes it's not we're being attacked it's we are defending ourselves against something that does not pose us a threat so we feel like we're in a fight but true, the true fight is ourselves because we are running from our responsibilities. So we run from our responsibilities and run right back into a comfort zone. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's something to think about, you know. And that's I know a lot of you are not gonna like the sound of that, you know, because it it you might feel like somebody saying you fake woke or nothing like that. No, I'm saying like really keep it honest with yourself, really keep it real with yourself. How many of you have enemies? Like, enemies. How many people hate you? 
like haters how many people are hating on you what drama do you have in your life okay so if you don't have you know any drama you don't have any people that's that's you know coming at you crazy who you beefing with why are you so angry who got you messed up my manager. <laughs> right? Why not look... Let, let's control. Let's control those emotions. Let's put ownership on those emotions. The only thing that these things have in common is you. These are people that are around you that's affecting your mood. If you don't have any of those people that I just named to affect your mood, like it be single, childless people with no with, from good parents and all types of good, privileged type of sorts that be having so many problems. Like, man, I'm being attacked. How are you being attacked? Are you being attacked through you? Well, if you're being attacked through you, is this really an attack? Or is this just something that's pulling you out of your comfort zone that's uncomfortable? Like, just look at that. I'm not saying that's the case for everybody. I'm not saying that everybody ain't going through something. I miss me with that. I'm saying, literally, look at some of the things that you have had anxiety about or some of the things that you have ran smack dab into and you have felt some type of problems about. And ask yourself... Were these issues or were these issues compounded upon the fact that you were doing something that you didn't really feel like you had to do? Or you didn't feel like being able to, you didn't feel like being pushed into the situation. I mean, like, really be honest with yourself. Who we at war with? I see so many people on Facebook. I see so many people on social media. That are burnt out emotionally. And then when I talk to some of these people. They don't have no problems with nobody. They not beefing. They ain't got no strain order on no nigga. Ain't no nigga beating they face in. They got good relationships with their family. They just be getting annoyed by stuff that happen at work sometimes. Well you can control that. Because that's just an element of you. But why are you so angry? All the time. You see what I'm saying? Like, am I making sense? Yeah, you make like, sense. Like, people walk around as if they the main character in the movie is the world itself. Man. So when the smallest thing happens, it's like, oh my God, the movie finna change. Like, I got to deal with this now. Mm-hmm. And now this girl over here didn't look at me funny. This dude over here, he didn't, he spoke to my female. Like, we create stories. Trauma. We create stories for us to try to follow along with because we feel like we need an opposition. And if we can identify the opposition, then we know how to fight. Yeah. But a lot of our oppositions, we don't recognize. We are all the hero in our main, so we are all the protagonists. I won't even call you a hero. I'll just say you're a protagonist. Because if I say you're a hero, then some of you are my anti-hero. No, you're just a protagonist. You're the, you're the one that this story is about. The world is the antagonist. All of the things that happen to you or to you are coming from dreaded, deadly souls that are meant to come and stop you. These niggas hating on me. What niggas? <laughs> what, what don't bother you? Like, I'm going to tell y'all, bro. I, 
it is therapeutic to me sometimes to be like, man, he got me messed up. And it's funny. Because that is literally something that people say. Because in my life, ain't nobody got me messed up. Ain't nobody got me messed up. I don't have any drama in my life. I mean, I'm silent. I don't have no problems in my life. Like, as it is. I don't have any problems with anybody. So, when I get on Facebook, I be talking about stuff that's, like, really going on with me. That I can control. That I try to talk to people about. To let them know that you can control it too. Because I'm straight. But it's just like. I want people to be honest with themselves. And be able to, to acknowledge the level of control that they have. Over what bothers them. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And you also have the you also have control over your comfort. Comfort does not always have to mean good. Just like reward. We be wanting rewards for the smallest things. To the point where we start to begin to be conditioned to always receiving rewards. Mm-hmm. For the same action. We want to be comforted in every instance. Immediately. We don't want to feel anything. And that's normal. Yes. There's a time for comfort. Nobody's saying sway off you having some place to go and rest. But I'm saying, like, is this a cave for your sorrow? Or is this literally a, a, a hospital bed for recouping? Is this a spa or are you going down here to a cat, to a grave or to a morgue? Nigga, like, what we doing? Comfort can sometimes, a lot of people that's dead. And they still walking around us because they died in their comfort zone. Their comfort zone was the coffin. Mic drop. Like, it's a lot of people that's out here that's dead in their skin, in their soul. They, they souls died a long time ago. And it's in a graveyard. They coffins. It's their comfort zone. They're heavy. I... The most egregious ones be the ones that are now trying to act like they're not. Like they died a long time ago and now they're trying to fake align themselves to something other. Almost us like take on the mantle of something that they're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Like trying to select something to feel upset about. This is the flag that I will wave in the name of the, the emotion labeled anger. Yeah, because I don't have nothing that makes me angry. I don't have anything that makes me angry. I don't I don't know if I'm I'm showcasing this emotion accurately. So let me measure anger with what everyone else is angry, angry about, about. And then that will then create some level of spectrum for me to feel. Nah. I, I can't. They actually do that. Now. Yeah, people do do that. Like, you know... Is this something to be upset about? Well, they are. So I should be too. I but I should me, I should include my two cents or, or or exude my two cents, just because everybody else is comparing change. Barb Waterbys and Bob Waterbys, the contrarian, <laughs> the one that wants to be in the midst of the conversation for the sake of conversation, for the sake of adding a feather in their hat. You know. The press card. And call it macaroni. What? <laughs> I. I the one thing about comfort that's like a tricky part to me is like it's so multifaceted. It's not one element to it. It's mm-hmm. not one layer. Like, cause what do you think when you first think of comfort? Like a big plush bed or a white pillow? Or honestly, I think about like 
I think of soft clothing. Yeah, fabric, yeah. soft. Yeah, okay. Like that's what comfort is to me. Like when I think of comfort, I think about thick socks, sweatpants, sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. Like that's comfortable to me. Mm-hmm. Like it's not really like a bed or a chair or anything. It's more like how I feel myself. Like, okay. And I do I how do I feel? And that's the first thing that hits my head. But the thing that resonates the deepest is where I am. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm at some if I'm sitting somewhere and I don't feel comfortable sitting there. Like I don't feel comfortable in that chair. I don't even want to be there. Like, yeah. the place I sit in has to be uncomfortable for me to even want to be in the place. Uh-huh. Like, if, if I could go to a party <laughs> and they don't have nowhere to sit, like, ever, nowhere, period. I'm just going to stand up the whole time. I probably not going to go there too often. Wow. Like, I, I, I'm not comfortable mm-hmm. just standing there the whole time. Like, that's, that's work to me. So, does your comfort, is your comfort um, parallel with your happiness? In some regards, but not all. Mm-hmm. Because in some ways... If I'm in my comfortable place, like if I'm sitting, if, if it's a Saturday, you know how I am like rainy days. If it's a Saturday, it's raining outside and I ain't got nothing to do, I can put on socks, some jogging pants, and a sweatshirt and just sit here and just chill and watch TV. Yeah. Comfortable. I'm happy. Regardless of whatever is happening in my life, at that point in time, at that moment, I'm happy. Okay. But on the inverse, it's like, I'm not going to showcase any happiness until I'm comfortable. Yeah. So I, the world's burning around me. You talking about me. You know what I'm saying? Brown, why, why, why ain't laughing at the joke? Like, ain't nothing funny right now. Yeah. I'm not comfortable. Ain't nothing, I don't find nothing to laugh at, right? Like, that's, that's, it's hard for me to try to navigate that sometimes. Right. I mean, I, that's completely understandable. For me, I, joy, you know, we, we split joy and happiness separately, you know, but happiness is something that is tangible. You know, joy is constant. Happiness, I look at like glitter. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nice to look at though. Yeah, it's, it's shiny. It's shiny. It's shiny. Um. So, like, when I think of happiness, happiness for me doesn't always line up with comfort. You know what I'm saying? Like, fairgrounds. You know, like walking around in shoes that hurt my feet. You know, mm-hmm. being uncomfortable, being in the middle of some shit like. Being happy as fucking saying in my head. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> being, happy is being happy and then saying, um, saying to myself, man, my feet hurt. Like, man, my feet hurt, but this is, this is great. Like, I'm happy I came. I'm happy I did this. I'm happy I'm experiencing this. Like, man. My I'm cold. It's it's been raining. My hair's frizzled up, but I'm happy I'm out here. Like I'm not in the most comfortable spot, but the activity is rather uncomfortable. But I'm happy. Mm. I'm happy I made the decision to do this. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times, comfort is is a foe for us, or it's something that we utilize as a defense mechanism, you know, well, man, I ain't gonna go because I ain't gonna be comfortable when really we're saying stuff like, I ain't gonna go because I ain't gonna be in control. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not gonna be in control and that makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But it's not that the situation itself is going to be uncomfortable. You have to control yourself and your mindset and your thinking at that point. Mm-hmm. You in control of that. Mm-hmm. But 
Like us, we have to. We have to be more mindful about what we give energy to and what we call these things. You know, I saw a meme on Facebook that said, "Am I? What did it say? Am I using coping mechanism? Am I using a coping mechanism, or am I? Um, no, am I? It's um." If, am I doing self-care or doing coping mechanisms? Mm -hmm. So it's like, is this me taking care of myself and just taking care of my mental health? Or is this me just using a coping mechanism and an excuse to run away from said issue? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that was, a, that, I felt like that was a valid question. You know, I felt like that was valid. And I felt like that was something that, that needed to be looked at by people. Because in that, we then own the things that we do. Mm -hmm. Once you stop and question why you're doing something, you didn't have to take account of what it is that you're doing. Like, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. For what reason is it that I'm, that I'm uh, adopting this behavior? Mm -hmm. And you have to take stock of that, you know, from that point on out. Like, why am I doing this? Why am I drinking more heavily? You know, what am I running away from? Why am I so snappy at people? Why am I why am I talking like I'm talking? You feel me? Like why am I going as hard as I'm trying to go? Why? And again, if you don't have any issues with anybody, the person that that's got you messed up is you. Is you. Like, that's uncomfortable for a lot of us because a lot of us want to feel like we deserve some of the breaks that we get. I see a lot of us say, man, I deserve to do this. I've been working so hard. I deserve to do this. So I deserve to have this. So I just, this, 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 you know. This, that, hope. Let me see you. Did that. Project Pat up in this mother. I know niggas, hey, I know niggas want to see me someone's driving <laughs> for a plate. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, that's something that I really look at. And it's like, we will run away from responsibility and we will run away from accountability. Because it's uncomfortable. Like a lot of things that are meant to correct us are not meant to break us. And rather than go through the phase of what that is, we will dismiss it because it's like, nope, negativity. <laughs> negativity. Negativity. I don't have to listen to you. Negativity. I don't have to listen. I don't have to. Away with you. Negative. And nothing ever gets done from that. Nothing ever comes from that. Like, we never... Well, we do eventually grow because eventually you gonna have to you gonna get tired before God do you gonna get tired before purpose run its course so whenever you tired of running around in circles whenever you tired of running around in circles and getting it wrong and being being hurt you'll eventually start to adopt something else my advice is start identifying what it is that you're doing that way, none of this can catch you by surprise when it's time for correcting these things. Like, being able to identify your own shortcomings. Like, that's a, it's, it's another branch in knowing yourself. 
Mm-hmm. Because if, if you don't recognize the things about you that are causing the discomforts that you're feeling, you're going to continue to do them thinking that you're not doing yourself harm. Mm-hmm. Like, you talk to people who demean you, but you are comfortable around them because that's all you know. You don't know what better than this feels like. So you allow yourself to stay in situations that are to your detriment rather than your benefit. So as time continues, you're now allowing it to happen to you because you feel like this is where comfort comes from. Yeah. Like, I'm not... Com- like, some people can't respond in a relationship unless turmoil is going on. Yes, sir. Like, arguments have to happen. Yes, sir. Like, we have to have spats. We have to have things about us that are kind of contrary mm-hmm. in nature. Like, we have to have differences that are so sub- insurmountable that they, we constantly have to bring them to the forefront and use mm-hmm. them as weapons against each other. Right. Because it's comfortable. We know that our relationship is real and tangible when these things are actually taking place. Instead mm-hmm. of looking at elements of the relationship that feel like they're supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm supposed to get affection. I'm supposed to get concern. I'm supposed to get trust. I'm supposed to get these things from you. I but deserve- I don't. I don't look at none of that. I look at how fast we can go from being chilling to upset to this bedroom to determine how good our relationship is. Yes, sir. The dex- we, go. we compare dexterity. Like yeah, we compare the dexterity of our relationship. Why are we pushing the bounds of it in the first place? Mm-hmm. Like, if I drop you, is you going to break? See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, people run you through the ringer just to see if you really are solid. I don't do well with question, people questioning me, and I don't do well with Olympic gold mites. I don't, I don't do good with Olympic feats. You're not finna put me in no carnival game to prove to you nothing. <laughs> Ain't nobody doing that. Not no doggone. I'm not. I'm not doing no feat and no quest to prove my love and thy honor and my, thy loyalty to you. That's crazy. Like, it's funny when you tripping and you just out here like, man, I just want to see what you're going to do, man. And then we learning each other. And it's something different when you cause an argument on Tuesday because. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, I don't like when people test people. Like, I, it's okay to see something. You test people? Yes. Well, you don't like it, but you do it. I mean, I'm finna explain what I'm talking about. I just want to If you want to, for you want to accuse me. I just want the point. <laughs> like. Like I don't Phoenix like. Wright. I don't Telling like the nerd that's watching this right now. Phoenix Wright, objection. When I test people, it's literally the flow of what they're gonna do already. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna stay behind and see if you close the door behind you when you walk in the house. Mm-hmm. I didn't leave the door open strategically for you to walk and see it. You no. just want to see what happens. I want to see what you're gonna do. Now, people on the other hand will literally set something up. Like I've, it's people out here that set their girls up to be talked to from other niggas. Bruh, what? Like, I've actually heard stories about this at work of, of men getting other men to go holler at their girl just to see if their girl's solid. Look at you fancy folks over at the workplace. Huh? Like, no, like, see. That's, that's a lot. People got, no, see, folks folk got to get out of my face. They don't understand how attractive it is for him to know that it ain't no head in it with you. Like, I wouldn't. A, a man setting up a, a sting operation on that <laughs> on that on that uh that that cave. A man setting up a sting operation on my body 
is 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 real, 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 real retarded, and I really am aggravated with the line, that line of thinking. Like, I just want to see if you silent as you think you is. So I'm gonna send my dog at you, see if you bite down. <laughs> Boy, you and your dog finna. Oh my gosh, I I couldn't imagine what it's like being in a situation like that. Getting tried, getting getting tested. I don't like questions and I don't like tests. I've always been an A student in school and couldn't stand it. I I, I don't agree. Like when it comes down to our personal comfort levels and things that are relative to to how we apply ourselves to situations. We got something in common. So, when you take those elements of ourselves that we find solace in, like we have those things about ourselves that like we like certain things about us yeah. that we feel proud about. Right. How many of those things that we feel proud about are we trying to put on to do? Like it's things that we admire about other people and we're assuming it for ourselves. Right. Like, assuming comfort is another layer for that for me. Because I see what comfortable people do. Mm-hmm. People that don't like to have problems. Mm-hmm. This is what they do. So to have an element of what they have as comfort, I need to try to portray the same lifestyle or the uh-huh. same attributes or the same character traits that they exude because they are uncomfortable. So comfortable, a comfortable mask, comfortable shoes. Yeah, because you kind of walk, walk the talk that you think you got. So mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like I, I mean, because you can have uncomfortable shoes, but if they not running shoes, they make your side. It ain't really gonna get the what you trying to do. Like Chuck Taylors are a comfortable shoe to be in, but you can't walk no dog on trail and no Chuck Taylors and then expect for them to be comfortable shoes. Yeah, they comfortable for for the, the situation, the situation <laughs> that is in. You know, and, like and you going a step further. Like I know certain people who I think control themselves well in certain situations, mm-hmm. and I've seen. What they did in those situations, and I tried to assume it for myself, mm-hmm. and it don't fit me. Right. So I'm trying to act out something that isn't made for me to to actually utilize. Yeah, because you're taking advice from a and unbeknownst to the person that did, mm-hmm. like, because they don't even know that I'm actually doing, like, taking this element of who they are and using it for myself. And they don't even know if they doing it right. Exactly. You know so you you assume it. Yeah. You assuming that what they doing is you know, you assuming the they comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I in that moment it's like I'm okay I know for a fact that I'm 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 trying to will myself to do to be comfortable in this space. Uh-huh. The person that I see comfortable in this space this is what they do. So I mirror who they are. I mirror the things about them. This is why I feel like the way you carry yourself does hold a lot of precedence. Like if you hold yourself to a certain degree and you act who you are out to the highest degree of who you're supposed to be, when people notice the elements of you that do the things that you do in society like they're they're attaching themselves to parts of you that you've already circumvented to know that they're positive. It's not a well he do this so I'm gonna do it too because you don't know who what this person is doing mm-hmm. on the other side of that. This could be just something they do from five to nine and when they in front of you. Right. This is the face they putting on. This is a coping mechanism they've had designed for you. Exactly. A lot mm-hmm. of people put makeup on to go to events, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about just female. Like dudes do it too. Yeah. Like people, dudes I, put uh, things on to go to events just to look like they're supposed to be there. Man, slapping on the face of your family. 
we all do this, man. Like, in some different components. Because you care too much. You care too much. So you put on the face and you don't even know if what you're doing is coping or if it's you just doing what's comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know? My grandma and my mama taught me to say ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. So even though I'm in a situation where I'm I talk when I talk to women, I say ma'am. But definitely when I talk to older women, I say ma'am. When I talk to older men, I say sir. I say sir and ma'am, yes, very accurately. So when I say this, when I say yes ma'am to certain women, they say, you ain't going to say ma'am to me. And although I'm com- uncomfortable calling you ma'am, you know what I'm saying? You my co-worker. I don't know what you take from this. You know, I don't know if you think I'm... You my sensei or my supervisor. I don't know what you take from this. Although I may be uncomfortable saying it, it's still something I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Because it's something that I'm... This is the way I was taught. Take that a step further when it's like people trying to cope. Some people are coping and are uncomfortable in coping. But they doing what they know to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They are trying to cope. That doesn't mean that they're comfortable. But coping is something that they have control over. In the process or in the way to trying to get some level of comfort. A lot of us are running and don't know where we're running to, but we're running in hopes that we're going to come up on a rest area soon. Right. Just in a bus, gas light on. Just somewhere no, to stop. Ain't no heat blowing. <laughs> just somewhere to stop. Just a rest area. Just somewhere to lay my... Just, just somewhere to get my thoughts together. It ain't got to be perfect. Baby, I'm just trying to cope. I don't even know if this is what it is. But I got to move. Me, me. Um, um, I don't know what it is. I, 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 I got the, to go. One of the difficult parts about trying to adapt in situations like that, like trying to find a place to just gather your thoughts, is having to rely on other people to do it. Uh-huh. Like when you out, of, when you're out of sorts and you don't have the pieces left to kind of navigate the street no more, mm. you look for landmarks, and the landmarks are usually people. Oh, let's look what looks familiar. So, when you get to a point where the things, everything around you starts to look unfamiliar, is it you or is it them? I think it's a bit of both because, in a, in a, in a sense, it could be you because you you feel like since you have gotten here. A lot of this stuff doesn't look familiar to you anymore because you you recognize the fact that you've done some level of growing. You know what I'm saying? So you automatically try it. Since you know that you have a different view, you you immediately start trying to look around you and see what's the same, what's different. You try to take a spectral, you know, uh, just a generalized view of everything that's around you. So when people start changing... Or they don't start. Sometimes people don't even change. They just stop looking the same to you. Mm-hmm. You know. And that's a you thing. Mm-hmm. If they start looking the same to you. They probably have not even changed. But the way you view them has changed. So now. That may be a you thing. Maybe you have something to address with yourself. Maybe they are. Exactly who they've continued to be. And be. And you have had this light bulb. That popped over, on, over your head. That makes sense. You know, that's a you thing. It it may not even be that these people need to evolve. Maybe you need to devolve. 
Maybe you need to move a little bit out of the way. Maybe you need to move around a little bit more before you stand on what you believe to be a person. You know, that's just how I feel about that. And that's not that's that's not a blanket statement. <laughs> you know, speaking of comfort, it's it's not a blanket statement. It's not something that I'm saying is a one size fits all. It's situational. But Sometimes people don't stop looking for me. Sometimes people start looking for me to us because we are in an area too long. We're starting to come across a lot of the same type of people in different bodies. Mm -hmm. You're starting to see a pattern. That that's, might also be a you thing. Baby, it's time for you to get on. Yeah. It's You have outgrown the area that you're in. As always, when we talk about RPGs, well, as always, when I talk about RPGs, I talk about fighting and and being having to be at a certain level in order to fight the enemies that are the bosses and the enemies that you encounter that's within a certain level range. So as a level 71, as a as a level 30, a level 31, a level 31, as a level 31 mage going forward I have literally fought and gotten all of the experience that I need from these level 29s, these level 30s, this level 35 that I came across. I have fought a level 32 boss and won. As a level 30, I fought a level 32 boss. At this point, I need to be on the floor while I'm fighting monsters at our level 30. That are level 29, level 30, level 31s, level 32s, level 33s. There's no familiarity here. Mm -hmm. I have outgrown this level. In order for me to get the best and, and level up and be able to get the materials and the, you know, the weapons and the potions. In order to get things that would be beneficial for me, it would be best if I moved on to a level that can best sponsored yeah. by a level that I'm currently on. If things look familiar, it's because you ha you have been here for too long. You have outgrown this, this level. And that's a you thing. Yeah. I mean, where you use R like RPGs, I usually use sports breakdowns mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. Like, I use understanding and stuff to like football-related conversations. Mm -hmm. And I look at it like training. Mm -hmm. Like, if you lift weights and you constantly lift 100 pounds, like I'm just going to bench press 100 pounds. When you first start lifting weights, 100 pounds is going to feel like a lot. Mm -hmm. But as you continuously lift this, as you continue to get used to being around this kind of weight, this is going to start to feel like you're going to start throwing this after a while because your muscles have gotten used to it. So nothing that you're doing, because you're going to, Unless you actually increase the amount of how much you do at this level, it's always going to stay the same. You always going to get the same results. You have to increase to start to see definition of the areas. Mm -hmm. Because the part of your body that's getting worked the most has already changed at this point. Keep on. That's so until beautiful. you actually start throwing other things on this bar, that's when those muscles are going to try to are going to constrict on the other ones mm -hmm. and force them to start changing. Yeah. So, like, the more you, the higher you go, the more weight you take on, the more stuff that you allow yourself to, to try to lift, yeah. to try to maneuver, the stronger you get. But people are trying to get stronger doing the same things over and over again. Mm -hmm. And your body's used to it. 
Yeah. That's why it the never, resistance. Yeah, nothing. If you ever wonder why nothing you do has an effect on you no more, like stuff that used to get you excited, it don't even. You don't even look at. You bored, baby. You've you've done it too much. You, you bored. And there's nothing about this that excites you anymore. Mm -hmm. This ain't meant for you. This was just a, a stopping point. This was just rest. This was just comfort. You fell into the trap that is often comfort. As you said, like people lifting and pushing, that's resistance. Mm -hmm. When you stop having resistance, you stop really having anything to really build muscle. So it's like people sometimes fall in, fall in the category of going to the gym to being seen. They not even they need they not even getting baby, anything. You're working on that. It's just <laughs> baby, you just you what we doing? This is a comfort place for you. But there's no real definition being met. There's no real drive. There's nothing. You're just comfortable with a schedule and something to do. But you're not really pushing yourself in, in, in anything. You're just doing. There's no real direction to any of this. You're just doing what you know to do. You're coping. You're doing what you know to do. These are space feel. These are space feeling scenarios. You know. So. I. Huh? Oh, I thought you were gonna say something. I. I want people to leave this conversation understanding that it's not always about doing something that's comfortable and I'm saying that as now I'm reaching a point where comfort is something that is starting to come and I'm beginning to already be happy with it but I'm already like no I can't have too much of you happy with it <laughs> I'm already, I can't have too much of you. You see what I'm saying? I can't have too much of you. This is called boundaries. Placing the boundaries and the structure around things that are good. You know they always say too much of a good thing for you is bad. Or as Kanye asked, why everything is supposed to be bad make me feel so good. You know... Placing a boundary over what you will do and what you won't do and what you can give yourself a space to do, which, which you will carve out an allotted amount of time to do in certain areas. You know what I'm saying? Like those things, we can look at that and, and, and be happy. If we can, we can continue to find places to map out downtime for us and comfort time for us as long as the, as long as we know that we have an obligation to ourselves and to those around us to leave that comfort zone every day like to leave your place of leave your place of rest and go and work says do work is another another one of the mottos mm -hmm. you have an obligation to get out here and give it your all Smart, smartly, with grace and efficiency. And efficiency. <laughs> Don't get out here and be just lifting weights for nothing. No, if we're gonna train, we're gonna train the right way. You know, if you're gonna be out here lifting, doing work, we're gonna do this the correct way. We're not. It's a difference between being busy and being productive. 
No more busy, busy, busy for the duration of this year and the duration of our lives. Let's let's start looking at words and defining them for what they truly are. No, let's aim to be productive. And the aim and, and the goal to in the quest to be productive, there are boundaries, there is discipline that is necessary in order for these things to happen. There is discipline. A lot of us do not like this word, just like we don't like submissive because we connotate it with somebody lording over us. No. Govern yourselves accordingly. We know what it is now. Let's mm -hmm. govern ourselves. Nobody is saying that we can't chill. But chilling and left a lot of us cold. Too cold. A lot of us a lot of a lot of us is ice cubes. You know what I'm saying? And needlessly be. So let's put some pep in our step and control how much comfort we allow ourselves. Don't kill yourself. Nobody's saying run out here and overwork yourself or sleep when I dead. I'm not saying none of that. I'm saying I used to say that. And and we, we have a show <laughs> we are gonna talk about that, but as of today, like, y'all, work, do work, do work, do work, do work. It is still the year of the W. We still got work to do. Do not allow yourself to fall into comfort anytime you are uncomfortable. Do not allow yourself into automatically coping. Because sometimes we null ourselves, we numb ourselves, we, we put ourselves in the void in an area when we are supposed to be receptive to whatever we finna get right here. Man, I don't want to hear that. Man, you need to hear this. It ain't about a want at this point. We we got to be able to stand in the gap and get a lot of stuff that we running from because we've been hurt so many times that anything that comes to us that's uncomfortable, we we automatically we, we automatically liken that to pain. It's not really pain. But... I digress. That's just that might be a more of a personal thing. Maybe you can't understand that because I'm not saying that I'm the hardest, but it's a lot of stuff out here that I, it's just it. I I just don't want to give it that much power over me anymore, and I don't want you to do the same thing. Like, are we really mad at this today? Like, are we really mad? Like, who do you who you beefing with? For the rest of 2019, I want y'all to ask yourselves and ask other people that you see. Who you mad with? Let's address who we mad with now. That way when we go, the more farther we go down this road, bro, we'll, we'll know how to address some of these Opening things. Opening up 2020 ain't going to have the same stink on it. I'm telling you. Like, baby, who we mad at? Who are we mad with? Like, ain't none of that. Ain't whoever... Anybody want to, before the year over with, does anybody want to fight? We ain't doing that. We ain't doing that. Because it ain't even got to be a fight at this point. What you fighting for? You got enough in your life that you really going to have to fight. So, it's not flesh and blood that which we wrestle against. That is, come on now. What we, what we fighting? Who, who we mad at? Point to him. <laughs> if you got this person phone number and you mad at them, shame on you. You so mad at them that you gonna keep on in the year 2019 going into 2020? What we mad for? Anybody, well, we got each other numbers. Anybody finna be like, no, we not doing that. 
let's call the thing a thing. Let's call a spade a spade. That's a spade. Baby, if you mad at somebody in the year 2020, if you get you mad at somebody right now, baby, go and call them. If you ain't got nobody to be mad at, I'm, and I ain't talking about you and your boyfriend had a problem today. No, I'm saying you ready to fight. You beefing with somebody and they don't in your phone, hey, call them. We got too many foes and too many ops to be out here creating ones in our head. Creating excuses to fall into comfort. Creating excuses for ourselves to fall into some type of, I don't have to because the world is so difficult. I already have this, 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 and this stuck up against me. I shouldn't have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I, um, I do want, if people walk away with something, to understand that. It's my birthday tomorrow. Yeah. That too. Cause I'm not. Fin I'm, I'm, I mean, that, you, you got you got your own little birthday chant. I can't do it. Birthday. <laughs> no, it, it's more than that. You took some off. <laughs> Put the mustard back on there. Put the mustard on it like you normally do it. Sing it like I told you. <laughs> I told y'all that man be busy. <laughs> but no, like I. F first of all. I'm a young nigga that pretty much touched it out. Yeah, freaks when he came. Uh-huh, I toast it out. Uh-uh, no nicks at all. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I J-O-D-Y breed. Oh. Now, you could never make me, but what you could make me is some steak and some baked beans. Took my napkin to stay Steak clean. and baked beans? That's what he said. Yeah. He, 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 he never had... <laughs> people to walk away from this conversation having is understanding what comfort actually looks like to you. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not always going to appear the same way to everybody. So, trying to navigate exactly how you mandate your own comfort. Like, you, you want to be comfort in what you do for a living. You want to be comfort in your, comforted in your relationship. You want to be comfort, comfortable where you lay your head. Uh-huh. The areas of your life that are due for improvement, however, running from that, trying to find comfort or solace in those moments, right. that's what's causing your detriment. That's what's allowing you to feel like you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Because you've ran away from the contesting points of your life. So, if we all looked at our comfort zones as places where we're not moving, like these are places where we're not garnishing any gains, we're not being productive at all. Right. If we looked at comfort zones that way, like, what are the places where I'm not productive? What are the places or the areas of my life where I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Right. What are the places in my life that I could be doing better? If we started to identify every area that that is as a comfort zone and we start to move away from it, what parts of our lives would change? Mm-hmm. And, like, that's where I'm, I'm kind of at mentally with the, with that part of the conversation is I understand what, I, what comfort is. I understand what it takes to feel comfortable. Right. But the areas of my life that are due for improvement, and I'm sacrificing the, the benefits of being better in those areas for what I feel like right now. To understand that that's my comfort zone. Uh -huh. And stepping away from this is what's going to achieve the level of greatness that I'm trying to find in self. That's beautiful. I appreciate it. Thank you. That's beautiful. 
We just hit chopping up as usual. We appreciate everybody that came to listen to what we had to say this Wednesday. I couldn't even chop up with y'all because my I left my phone at my house. House. <laughs> I left my phone at my house. Goofy. <laughs> we appreciate y'all for stopping by though. Um Please take heed to some of the, the gems if you if if you can find them. Ooh. That was that was what we laid out today. So we appreciate you for always being consistent, coming by and chopping it up with us. So and we appreciate y'all for getting in here and staying with it. And also, before I get off here, I got to get a shout out to my dog. Um, somebody I've just come to actually know for real, for real. Very cool person, very somebody very dope that I that I have grown to admire. Miss Terea Holloway opened up her shop today. Frugal Fly actually has a residence now. So congratulations to Terea on all her success. Congratulations on the on the pop up shop she did a couple weeks ago. So it, it, she's moving. I advise all of you who are trying to look chic. In the city to go check out what she has. We, we, Mona, me. <laughs> she is definitely changing the way people look inside of the city. And we appreciate everything that she's doing. So. And ain't nothing wrong with being fly on a, on a budget. Uh, on a budget. Frugal, Frugal fly. fly. <laughs> so, shout out to her and everything she's doing. So, this is us signing out once again on a Wednesday. I'll be 31 when y'all see me again, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> y'all be easy. We appreciate you. Stay with it. For the money. <laughs>